You're listening to the Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 97, Faulty Brain Alarms. Welcome to the Thriving Nurse Podcast. This is the podcast for nurses who know that to take care of your patients and your family, first, you need to take care of yourself. If you're ready to create a balanced, beautiful, and bold life, you're in the right place. Hey there, my friends. I'm breaking the rules this week. Feeling like a rebel, I decided to release this podcast episode on a Tuesday instead of on the usual Wednesday because I wanted to give you one last chance to register for our free public coaching call that's coming up tomorrow. So I'm super excited for this call because I'm going to be teaching you the most useful thing I know. And I like to think I know a lot of useful things. (laughs) I know how to change a bed with someone in it. You all probably do too, right? That was kind of fun when we learned that in nursing school. I know how to create a website. I know how to run Facebook ads. I know a lot of things that I think are pretty useful. But this tool I'm going to teach you is by far the most useful thing I know because it can be used to solve any problem. So what we're going to do on this call is I'm going to teach you the tool and then we're going to do a whole bunch of real life application. So you guys can bring me any of your questions, anything you're struggling with, whether it's at your job, maybe you're struggling, feeling overwhelmed and stressed out about work, not feeling fulfilled, having trouble with a manager or coworker, any of those nursing related problems you can bring and I'll coach you on it and you can bring me problems with things outside of work. Because I know as nurses, we are whole human beings. It's not like if you're struggling with something at home, then you just go to work and everything's fine, right? We carry that stress with us throughout our whole life. It's not compartmentalized. And so I like to help nurses with all of it. So on this call, you can bring me any questions you have, and I will coach you through it. Or If you don't have anything specific you need help with, you can just come and listen in as other people get coached, and that will be super helpful to you, and you'll be able to apply it to your own life. So again, this call is totally for free, and you just have to register so I can send you the link to join the call. So go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash webinar, and you can sign up for it. So thrivingnurse.com forward slash webinar. I can't wait to coach you guys tomorrow. It's going to be so much fun. And one thing I want to add is if you're listening to this after Tuesday and after Wednesday when the call happened and you've already missed it, then I'm sorry. That's a huge bummer. But make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that doesn't happen again. Because sometimes I might do crazy things like release the episode a day early. And if you want to get notified of that, you need to make sure you're subscribed to this podcast so it lets you know and you can take advantage of these different things I have for you, like this free public coaching call. So I'm excited to do this with you guys. I think it's going to be so fun. And this really is my favorite thing to share with people. So I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Today, what we're going to talk about, though, is faulty brain alarms. As nurses, we are very familiar with alarms. We've got alarms going off all during our shift. It's like a symphony of alarms. We've got the call bell section 
right? In the nurse's station where you've got all the call bells going off and the phones ringing. And then we've got the bed alarm section, which on my unit is that front hallway where we put all the demented patients or people who are jumping out of bed. So we've got the bed alarm section and then scattered throughout, we've got the IV pumps going off or the oxygen monitors or all kinds of different things, right? So we've got lots of alarms going off, but we also have some alarms that go off in our brains. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Because maybe you're feeling a little bit of alarm fatigue, not alarm fatigue about those audible alarms that you hear on your unit, but alarm fatigue about the alarms going off in your brain. It gets kind of noisy in there sometimes, right? And we wish we could quiet those alarms, wish we could turn them off. And we can do that to some extent. I'm going to help you turn down the volume on some of those alarms. But I just want to help you understand and talk about some of those alarms so we don't have to get so frustrated by them or so panicked and worked up about them. Okay? So two of the alarms that are constantly ringing in our brains are two core fears that we have as humans. So the first one is the fear that something is wrong with us. So maybe you experience that fear sometimes and you have that alarm bell going off in your head. If you're someone who's constantly feeling like you're never enough, you didn't do good enough this shift, you should have done better, or it's all your fault that things went wrong, you're not smart enough, you're not capable enough, or maybe you're someone who fears rejection, you're worried what other people are going to think about you, you're worried that they're judging you, that your coworkers think you should have gotten done more during your shift, or that people don't think you're interesting and fun. Right? So we worry that people have all these judgments about us, and that signals that alarm that maybe something's wrong with me. So that's fear number one. We worry that something is wrong with us. Now, fear number two is the fear that something's wrong in our lives. FOMO, right? We hear, hear people joke about it all the time, like, fear of missing out. I'm going to miss the party, and everyone's going to have all these inside jokes. But it's actually a core fear that we have. But not just about missing out on a certain event, but missing out on the life experience we think we should be having. So maybe you have this fear that something has gone wrong in your life. As a nurse, I know many of us had this idea of what it would be like to be a nurse. I imagined lots of sweet moments holding hands with my patients at the bedside, having these precious conversations where they're really opening up to me and I'm helping them through their challenges. And while those moments happen on occasion, they are few and far between. And so as a nurse at first, I felt like something had gone wrong. I was missing out on that fulfilling experience I thought I'd be having. Okay, so... We have this about all different types and different areas of our lives. It could be about work where you feel like you're not having the experience you should. It could be in your personal life where you're like, I should be married by now. I should have a house by now. I'm missing out on the experience I should have. Or my mom should have been different. 
I missed out on the mom I was supposed to have or the family I was supposed to have. And so this is something our brain is looking for all the time. It's looking for both of these two things. It's looking for how am I not good enough? What's wrong with me? And how am I missing out on something in my life? What's gone wrong in my life? Now, these things, these alarms that go off in our head, I know aren't very fun, right? Like none of us like hearing the alarms go off on our units in the nurse's station. It's like we hear a bed alarm and we're like, what a beautiful sound. It's so fun to hear those things. But just like we want those alarms to go off on our unit, we want them to be working on our unit, we want these alarms to be working in our brains. So imagine if the alarms on your unit stopped working. Have you ever had that happen? When I was a new nurse, our call bell system went down. And it was actually kind of hilarious. I was admitting a patient and he was grumbling a little bit. He had said he was actually born in our hospital. And he was like, they probably haven't made any updates here since I was born. And so he was kind of grumbling a little bit about how the hospital was old. And I hadn't told him at that point that our call bell system was down. So after he finished his little spiel, I handed him a physical bell and said, all right, well, if you need anything, just ring this and I'll come help you out. So now looking back at it, it's kind of hilarious that we had to do this. All of our patients were safe. Nothing went wrong. But in the moment, it was a little bit concerning, right? Because when our patients would ring the call bell, we didn't know which room it was coming from. When the usual call bell went off, it shows you, you know, room 20 is calling and you can answer it and talk to them right there and you know who needs your help. So even if you can't understand what they're saying on the other side, you can go over and check in on them and make sure everything's okay. But when we have these physical bells, we couldn't do that. And so our patients were working with us. They were trying to make it easier on us and they'd say, okay, when I ring my bell, I'm going to ring it two times and then I'll pause for a little bit and then I'll ring two times again. So then you'll know it's me. So they were all coming up with these little codes to ring their bell. Now, as you can see, not the best system. Fortunately, like I said, everything was totally fine. They got the call bell system up and working again. But it's important, right? So even though we don't like hearing the call bells go off, we want them to be working. And I think it's the same about these alarms in our brains. It's not fun to hear that maybe you're not good enough or that maybe something's your fault or that you have areas to improve, but we do want that to be working. We don't want to completely silence that alarm, right? Because if we did, we would never be considerate of other people. We wouldn't think about what they need and what they want if we don't care about being rejected, right? We would just do what we want all the time. We'd be pretty selfish. And we wouldn't strive to improve or to learn or to grow. We wouldn't take accountability for our actions. So it's really important that we have this alarm, the fear that maybe something could be wrong or we could improve different parts of ourselves. And we want that fear that maybe our lives could be better, right? That maybe we are missing out on some experiences because that fear 
gives us desire. It drives us to keep progressing, to find out what more we could experience in our lives and what we could create in our lives and what we could contribute to the world. So all of that is really valuable. But we don't want it blaring on full blast in our brains all the time, right? So just like with the alarms on our units, they go off at different volumes. The really important ones go off really loud, like the bed alarms. Those blare really loud so everyone can hear it. But if the IV pump alarms went off at that same volume, that would get real old really fast because those alarms aren't as urgent. And I think sometimes that's what's happening in our brains is we still want these alarms to be working, but they're going off on full blast when really we just need a little reminder, a little buzzing in the background that keeps us checking in and using these alarms in a useful way. So to give you another analogy for this, sometimes the way I like to think about it is we're wearing football gear to ride a tricycle. It's a little overkill, right? We think that there's all this danger out there, that I'm not enough, that everyone's going to reject me. And so it's like we're putting on all this football gear to protect ourselves when really maybe you just need a little helmet because you're riding your tricycle and you're just learning and you need a little bit of protection, but you don't need the football gear. Okay? So in our lives, we want these alarms to work, but we don't need them on full blast. So first of all, I think just recognizing that these alarms are normal and important and nothing to panic about can be a huge relief. Because I think sometimes when we have this alarm, like I'm worried about being rejected or I'm worried I'm not good enough, then we think that the fact that we have that alarm going off means that something's wrong with us. So you see how it continues in this cycle, like something is wrong with me. I'm not good enough. And now that I'm thinking I'm not good enough, maybe that means I'm not good enough because I shouldn't be thinking that. And so it makes these alarms build and build and get even louder. And so I want you just to take off all those top layers of the alarm to be like, you know what? It's okay that sometimes I worry that people are going to judge me. It's okay that sometimes I fear rejection. It's okay that sometimes I think I'm not good enough. Those are normal, healthy things to experience, okay? But I don't need it on full blast all the time. So the second way we can minimize these alarms, how we can turn them down in our brains, is by listening to them. So imagine you're at work and the IV pump alarm is going off. Sometimes it's tempting just to go into the room and hit the silence button on the alarm, right? But what happens if you do that? After the two minutes are up, whenever that silence period is over, it just starts beeping again. And that's what happens in our lives. So many of us are just trying to silence the alarms. When we start thinking and worrying about how people might reject us or we're not good enough. We're like, I shouldn't be thinking those things. Those aren't nice things to think. I know that's not useful. So we try to hit silence on the alarm. But what happens is all we did was delay it 
and we didn't actually solve the problem. So instead, what I want you to do is what you need to do at work. You go in and you look at the screen on the IV pump and you say, okay, what is the alarm coming up for? And you explore it a little bit, right? So it might tell you there's some air in the tubing or there's a kink in the tubing. There's a block near the patient or there's a block in the system, right? Something is happening that's causing this alarm to go off. And so we explore it a little bit and try to find out what's causing the alarm to signal in the first place. So instead of just silencing the alarms in your life, I want you to do that a little bit to say, it's interesting that this alarm's going off. I wonder why. It's serving a purpose, right? I know my brain is trying to protect me from something. I know that there's an important reason for this alarm. I want to explore it a little bit and understand it more. Okay? And once we give ourselves permission to do that, then we can solve for the true problem. So just like at work, then we can go in and try out a few things. We can switch out the IV tubing, or we can try flushing the line, or we can get air out of there, right? So whatever we need to do, but first, we need to give ourselves permission to check it out, to understand it. And then we can solve for the main true issue, okay? And so that's what I love helping people do. And that's what we're going to do on our coaching call tomorrow. That's what we do in Bold Nurse Society. We give ourselves permission to take a look at those alarms in our lives. If you're feeling some alarm fatigue, if you're like, this alarm keeps going off and I keep trying to silence it, but it's not working. I want to help you troubleshoot it a little bit. I want to help you understand it and explore it and be compassionate with yourself. What's going on here? It's okay. It's totally normal. That's what a healthy human brain is supposed to do. But also, we can turn down the volume a little bit. We don't need this alarm to be blaring all the time. So I would love to help you understand these alarms in your life. I'd love to help you turn down the volume a little bit and use these alarms in a useful way. So come hang out with me tomorrow on our free public coaching call, and I'll help you through it. Okay? So go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash webinar and you can grab your spot and we're going to have so much fun. I think a lot of times with self-care, one of my misconceptions was that self-care had to be hard and it had to be time consuming and not fun. Like when I would go to the gym, I'm not someone who loves to run. And so that was kind of my idea with self-care. It's like something I know I should do. I have to kind of force myself to do it. But for me, what I realize now is that self-care should energize you. It should be rejuvenating. It should be something you enjoy. It should bring you clarity. And that's what I found with using these coaching tools is that it's something that makes sense to me. It's something that's logical and it's fun. It's fun to see what my brain is doing and it's fun to see how I have so much more power and control in my life than I ever realized or gave myself credit for. So I can't wait to see you on our coaching call tomorrow. Go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash webinar to register. It's going to be awesome. So I'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care. 